Okay, good luck. We are doing now the portion of Tanya of Shabbos and the portion of Tanya of Sunday. So the last we spoke on Friday's Tanya portion, we discussed the dynamics of Torah and the commandments, seemingly commandments being lower and actually enrooted higher now that we understand these deep dynamics of creation. Continuing, beyond Torah, beyond mitzvahs, we also have all of creation to discuss. So in the spiritual world, relevant to our own physical world, we have four levels of spiritual world. The first one, the highest, atzilus, as we've said many times, is from the word netzal, that it's a direct emanation, evolution from God himself. And then there's like a curtain, Kabbalistically called a parsa, a barrier, a differentiation. And then the three lower worlds, Abriya, Yitzira, and Asiya, creation, formation, and action. These three lower worlds is what we're going to be discussing tonight. So what creates these lower worlds? So we have the union in these worlds also of the dynamics of the emotional attributes with sovereignty. In other words, just like in the world of Asilas, the highest world, we have the three intellect, the six emotions, and the final tenth quality of sovereignty, Malchus, wherein all of creation is really taking place, as we've discussed at length. And there's a dynamic between the emotional attributes, the masculine element, and sovereignty, the feminine element, that masculine-feminine dynamics from which creation emerged in the world of Atsilas and also on all three of the lower worlds. But where do they get their power to create? I mean, creation only comes from God himself, true creation. As we've explained, there's a technique of cause and effect, Kabbalistically called Ilava'alu, in which one level of spirituality constricts for us lesser level to emerge and then that lesser level in turn constricts for an even lesser level to emerge and that evolutionary effect can happen from godliness to godliness to godliness it's merely in a sense a diminishment and that diminishment allows a new dimension a diminished dimension to emerge cause effect but creation things nothing creating something, as we've discussed many times, because the something has no relationship to its source, which we're calling the nothing that preceded it, it's only from God himself. So how is this happening in these worlds of Briyatira and Asiya? Creation, formation, action. So the Rev is going to explain there are two dynamics at work, two dynamics of God himself which are invested in two different ways in these lower worlds. And with that power, the union of the emotions and sovereignty creates the beings of each spiritual world. So the first of these two dynamics is the power of sovereignty of the highest world, of the world of Atsilas. As we've already discussed, Atsilas has within it 30 subdivisions, 10 per each world which those 10 forces, vessels, per each world become the inner core godliness of that world. If you remember, we mentioned 
that every one of the ten divine attributes has within it three levels. There's the outer level, the vessel, and then there's three inner levels named from lowest to highest, nefesh, ruach, and neshama. So the inner, inner core godliness of each divine attribute, of each of the vessels, of each of the worlds, is the neshama of that divine attribute. And then there emerges two lower levels of godliness, and then there's a vessel around it. The neshama of each of the divine attributes, of the ten attributes, of each of the three worlds, is coming from sovereignty of Atsilos. And of course, within sovereignty of Atsilos, is the radiation of the constricted light of God himself. What we've touched on before, haven't really focused on so much, called the kav. Kav means a beam, a ray. By the initial primordial constriction, Simpson Harishon, which we've mentioned, first there is God, and God has a desire for creation, or for creation to take place. God has to lessen his own intensity, and he does so, and that's a primordial construction. So now there's some somewhat lesser intensity of God, somewhat empty-ish space. So now what happens? So in that empty-ish space pierces through a beam of God, of godly intensity. And that beam is the power source of all creation. And that's called the kav, the beam of godliness, of God. The first expression of God after the primordial constriction. So that beam a ray of that is in the world of Atsilos. So embedded within sovereignty of Atsilos is that beam. So that beam's energy is now invested via the energy from the 30 vessels of sovereignty of Atsilos that have descended each one to be the neshama, the inner energy of each of the ten attributes of each of the three worlds, so within that neshama of each of those attributes is sovereignty of Atsilos. And within sovereignty of Atsilos is that beam, that cob of God's light. So therefore, it's there in each of these worlds of of creation, of, of formation, of action. In each of these worlds is neshama from sovereignty of Atsilos within which is this ray from the cow, from the beam of God's energy of creation. So therefore, in these worlds, there is now the power of creation, and therefore creation of things can happen in each of these three worlds. In addition, there's something else going on. Because I said there are two powers that allows things to be formed on these three worlds. And that is the cow, the beam itself. Meaning, that beam is the vision of all of creation. Kabbalistically, it's called Adam Kadmon, primordial man. Not meaning of human on any level, but meaning God's vision, God's energy of all of creation from the top to the bottom. So the, so to speak, feet of that primordial man is all the way in the lowest levels of the lowest spiritual world. So therefore, on a certain level, not a direct level, but a ray of a ray of this beam, of this cav, is there as well. And therefore, allows things, true creation, to happen on these worlds. 
an array of array of array of this beam is actually in the creation of every single thing in all of these worlds, which means that everything has enough God's energy to be imbued with the divine purpose of their creation that they truly are part of, that they are fulfilling by their reality. So we have here three levels of this cow, of this beam. We have array of the beam we've discussed. We have array of array of the beam. And now we speak of array of array of array of the beam. So what are we talking about here? If we say the ray of the beam, that means it's still basically divinity. It's the same essence nature as the ray itself, as the beam itself. So in the world of Atsilos, we spoke of the ray of the Kav, because the world of Atsilos is a world of God. So being a world of God, it is a basic essence nature with the original Kav, with the original beam. So the ray of the beam can penetrate everything in that world because that world is of essence just like the beam, God. When we come to the lower three worlds, the essence has changed. The essence has shifted. These worlds, again, there's that curtain between Asilus, which is just an emanation of God, and these lower three worlds that are really things. Each world is, in a sense, a thing, a creation. So, in essence, it's not the same. But the existence of these worlds is quite similar to the original existence of the upper world of Atsilas. What's found in these worlds, in essence? Lights and vessels. Godliness and godliness. So, therefore, even though the essence has shifted, but existence is still similar enough. So that's what we mean by array of array. We don't have in common anymore the essence, but the existence is similar. They're not divinity anymore, but at the same time, they're not a true manifestation of creation, of things. They're godliness and godliness. So therefore, they can absorb array of array of that primordial beam of the Kav. But, going one step further, the creations of these worlds obviously don't have the same essence, and they don't even have the same existence anymore. They're creation. They're real things. So in them, we can't have just a ray of the beam, of the Kav. For that, you have to be the same essence, like in the world of Atsilas. We can't even have a ray of a ray, like we have the energy of the ten divine attributes in these three worlds. Because to absorb a ray of a ray, you have to be, if not the same essence, at least the same existence. And they're not the same existence either. So what do creations have? Complete creations. So obviously all spiritual, but creations. Things. Completely. Not lights and vessels. Things. Array of array of array. Which means that in every thing of creation, there can be this ray of array of array of that kav, of that beam of God that creates all things in our worlds. That was the Tanya of Shabbos. Continuing with Sunday's Tanya, the Rebbe says, in truth, when we're talking about God's light, God's light is not limited to spatial parameters. We can't really say, well, it's found in Atsilas, the highest world in this fashion, and in the lower three worlds it's found in addition fashion. It has to encompass everything the same. 
Because to God, it's all the same. In essence, even at Selah, the highest world is creation in contrast to God. So it can't really be higher and lower to God. He fills all equally, and he has to be everywhere. Because if he's not there, there's nothing. But this presence of God himself is viewed as in a transcendent state. It's there, but it's not invested within the parameters and the details of all the nuances of creation. Nuances can mean an entire spiritual world, and nuances can mean a piece of dust. In each of them, is the world a piece of dust? God is equally there, and God is equally transcendent of that reality. So, therefore, when we're looking at the presence in all the worlds of the essence of God, God is emanating them. But the emanation is through a concealed power of God. But of course, creation means there's a revelation of that concealed power. But not directly from the essence of the infinite light of God. Because the essence of the infinite light of God is completely there and completely concealed within all of creation. So where are these worlds getting that divine energy from that can be revealed? As we said, from the ray of the ray of the ray of the beam of the cow. And now we're adding another dimension from this transcendent energy of God that equally encompasses Atsilas, the highest world, and the three lower worlds to the exact same degree. So that means we have, now we're moving to a different concept of two. For Anshavas' portion of time that we were just discussing, we said there are two forces that allow things to be created. And those two forces was, one was the inner energy of that kav, of that beam, within sovereignty of Atsilos, which was within the neshama of each of these divine attributes. Plus, we said, the other factor was the ray of the ray from that beam, from that kav, that was penetrating these worlds. Now we're saying, in all of creation, there are truly two forces of God that are allowing creation to take place because the basic theme we are repeating in all of these numerous and deep details is creation only comes from God himself. Nothing can create but God. So if we ever see creation happening, and we see creation happening on all these levels, we have to trace back to, well, where's God found in this world? Because if it's not him, creation can't be. So the Rebbe is saying in totality, on any level of creation, you have two workings of God. You have a transcendent level of God himself, which is equally found on every single level of creation, equally there, it's equally concealed, and it's all the same. And you have within the ray of the ray of the ray of this beam, or the ray of the ray to be more precise, of this beam of the calf from which it's created, a ray of a ray of a ray, the creations on every level of all of the world. And the dynamics of the two, of the transcendent light of God himself and the ray of the ray of the beam, allows creation, something from nothing, to happen. 
obviously, because that creation then comes through the ten attributes on each world and really is coming through the vessels of the ten attributes, which are finite and diverse. So this infinite light radiating within them can now create beings that are finite, limited, numerous, and diverse. And especially because the divine radiation, which is being revealed through these vessels, are coming forth as we learned in letters. And letters of speech are even more finite and even more diverse than the vessels themselves, which is good because this allows even more finite and even more diverse creations to take place on all of these worlds. And this is how the infinity of God himself is there and creates finite, diverse beings. 